Welcome back to Speaking Out America. Jim Watkins, your host, and my favorite guest, one of my favorite guests, Michael Letts from investusa.org, where he does so much for law enforcement, and he's always staying on top of those issues that have to do with law enforcement, including the ongoing saga that is our Department of Justice. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm doing great, Jim. Always a privilege to be on your show. And yes, you made it correct there. It is a saga. No question about that. Well, uh, of course, now we find that there's a new report out from Fox News that House Judiciary Committee have dis- uh, discussed an internal FBI memo with Director Chris- Christopher Ray, which noted that violent extremists have been sought out and attended traditional Catholic houses of worship, suggesting tripwire or source development within churches. What is going on? This is like China. What is going it on It is here? like China. I'll tell you the sad part about it, Jim, is we had brought this to the attention of the director before, and the director said, oh, it was not an authorized memo. We were going to immediately send a memo to disavow that memo and do an internal investigation and get the results published. Now, that was his stated position. Here's the facts. Yes, they did rescind the memo. However, they have, quote unquote, held an internal investigation that is ongoing. I mean, I don't know how long does it take you to figure out who wrote a letter? I mean, but they've been doing it for months. They refuse to disclose any findings from that internal investigation. They say they're going to brief Congress at the end of the summer. They refuse to identify who did this memo. And here's the next thing about it, uh, Jim, that's so distressing is there are no, contrary to what Ray said, there are no memos to the agents saying, you know, very bluntly, we do not go after churches. We do not view them as hotbeds of domestic terrorism. Anybody who thinks so needs to resign and turn their badge in immediately. We don't see any effort by Christopher Ray to combat this internal memo, other than he has said, and he hasn't even provided this, he has said that he has sent an internal memo disavowing the initial memo about churches being hotbeds for domestic terrorists. So what's the evidence showing us today uh, with regard to embeds? Are there people just showing up, acting as if they're church members, but then they start to figure out, oh, I listen in on conversations. What, what do they do to target specific, in this case, specific Catholics? Well, here's what this is all about, Jim. If you want to just tell your neighbor, I don't agree with abortion, or I don't do this and that, they're kind of letting that go. If you want to get on the radio station, or you want to do a letter to the editor so that you're influencing other people, suddenly they view that as if you are a threat or a domestic terrorist. And of course, right now, they're doing anything that is contrary to the Biden administration's policies, because they're kowtowing the Biden administration policies. Anything that's contrary to those, they're automatically labeling you as a possible domestic terrorist threat. Once they do that, then they go, now, where did Jim go to church? Well, we better go in there because I wonder where he's getting these ideas from. And then they send people in to begin to record, to begin to, to take or keep track of what is being said. Is this a church that is making converts into domestic terrorists and stirring a brand of insurgency against the United States? Jim, you're exactly right. That's what they do in Russia. That's what they do in China. That's what communism does. That's not what freedom does. And it's disgusting. And the fact of the matter is that Director Ray has not taken a stronger position than he has. And the fact that he is sidestepping, refusing to acknowledge who did it and releasing names and refusing to release his purported 
uh, memo disavowing this kind of behavior leads one to think we had some real problems within the Justice Department and within the FBI. Earlier this week, they were talking about impeachment of Merrick Garland. Do you think that has any merit? Do you think that's going to move forward? I do think it has merit. There, and here's why I say that so quickly. There is no question when you look at the evidence. He has obstructed justice, and he has perjured himself before Congress. Both are felonies. They're not misdemeanors. They're felonies. But here is the sad part about it, Jim. If you and I commit that felony, we're not going to be impeached. We're going to go before a court, and we're going to be sentenced. We're going to be given a uh, trial. They're going to find us guilty of uh, felonies, and we're going to serve time. What's going to happen with Garland, however, is they're going to be talking about, of course, who who would uh, try him because he's the head law enforcement agency. Mm -hmm. So all they can do is impeach him. But the problem with impeachment is they can impeach him in the House but they can't convict him in the Senate. It requires a two-third majority. We know good and well that even in the House on the impeachment trial, it'll be a party vote. 100% of the Republicans will vote to impeach, which, of course, they have the majority now, so it will prevail. Probably 100% of the Democrats will vote against it. When you get to the Senate, the Senate's controlled by the Democrats. And remember, you have to have two-thirds of the votes. That means you have to have 66 votes to be able to convict, to remove from office. So nothing's going to happen, and uh, other than the fact that he'll have that on the back on his resume, he was impeached, but they won't remove it from office. It won't in any way inhibit what he's trying to do. The only way, Jim, to move forward, and I have said this quite often from uh, the air all across the country, is we have to move to a military tribunal. Yeah. Because a military tribunal is a different animal. That is the military determining if you broke the law and then imposing a penalty for that. And when we get to that stage, we are truly at the level of a third world country because we've had to stoop to that level. I mean, you rarely see that, but it does happen. And it's it's because the military is the one, like, for example, you know, in our system, Joe Biden is the chief executive. But if even, man, he's got Mark Milley in there and uh, Lloyd Austin, and they are complying with him. You know, as you're speaking about this, about the FBI and infiltrating churches and monitoring people's social media and all of these things. And you wonder, it's like, how, how did we get to the point where the FBI has now turned their, their uh, crosshairs towards the American citizen, correct? But then you ask yourself, they said that Hitler would not have risen to power unless there were people surrounding him who supported his vision. So how much is coming is from true. the top? How much is Joe Biden saying without so much as uttering a single word, go after these people. And I think he has a name for them. They're called MAGA Republicans. So anybody who <laughs> falls under MAGA the, that's why he said, and he says it with such disdain when he, it's almost like he wants to say maggot. You can hear the words. You're exactly right, Jim. And it makes me sick because it's not fair. But I will, no, it's not fair, but I will tell you this. You drove a very valid point. Uh, Joe Biden, especially with his dimension, all is not driving this ship anymore. So you say, okay, well, let's just use a name. Let's say Hunter Biden is. No, 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 no. There's not one person driving this ship. It is so well entrenched. There are thousands of people in high-level places that have bought into this ideology of socialism and communism who are directing agencies, which is why the Second Amendment requires that a well-established militia be available to defend against tyranny. And to actually replace the government if it is going down that path. So we are in a very crucial role in this state. We have to either 
do a military tribunal, which remember now, the military tribunal is not called for by just the commander in chief. There's also a provision under the War Powers Act of the Congress, the House of Representatives, the Speaker of the House, mm-hmm. and initiate a, a military tribunal. We either initiate a military tribunal, which will take it out of all their hands and put it in not senior grade officers, not not general officers, yeah. but hard million all, but we'll put it in junior officers. And either that has to happen and we have to bring justice that way. Or quite frankly, uh, Jim, we're probably looking at another American revolution yeah. the dissolution of this country. One of the two. Yeah. Hang on. We're going to talk some more with Michael Letts, Invest, USA.org CEO. We'll talk about his other organization, Restoring Justice. And we'll take care of that in just a moment after we take care of these bills. You're listening to Speaking Out America. I'm JR. Welcome back to Speaking Out America. Jim Watkins here. Don't forget our website, speakingoutamerica.com. And then a reminder, you can always join us at 5 p.m. Pacific on CRN Talk. If you miss the morning show, you can always grab the afternoon show at 5 p.m. right here on uh, crntalk.com. And we're talking to Michael Letts, who is the CEO of investusa.org. He also has another program. We'll get to more of the stuff in the news and Talk about some of the crime and what we're seeing today, but tell us about Restoring Justice U.S. Well, Restoring Justice is an offshoot of Invest USA, and the purpose behind it is, of course, Invest USA is protecting our first responders. But you know, Jim, if there is a two-tier justice system and there's an inequity in justice, people see one badge. They don't differentiate between the federal, state, or local badge. And if they've lost their hope and faith in the badge, and it's awfully hard to provide the protection that we need. So we create a restore justice to deal with the social issues in this country that are promoting a two-tier justice system and calling out when there is two-tier justice and making sure that we make the American people aware that we have to change that and, and correct those issues. Well, it's a long haul. And um, what do you think it is? Do you think it's like, I'll give you a good example, because you touched on something. We, the people, have less belief or faith in our justice system because of what we see being told to us. But by the same token, the media kind of uses it as a weapon. For example, in this case of the truck driver uh, that was pulled over for, I thought it was kind of a strange reason to pull a truck over because I was a truck driver in my previous life. And they had pulled this truck driver over for missing a mud flap. Now, it was also a very sunny day. And I don't know what a mud flap will do for you on a dry highway, but it just seemed like a kind of a strange thing that they pulled this guy over. But nevertheless, somebody had a video and they brought out the dog and all these people were all these sheriff law enforcement officers were pointing their guns at this guy, pulled his truck, uh, finally pulled his truck over. What's wrong with this picture? Because now we're being told, oh, the dogs uh, let him go. It's a black truck driver, then they bring up the NAACP, and then they start showing old video from 1958. And then they go over <laughs> to, right. then they go over to some spokesperson, probably a congresswoman, Maxine Waters, somebody, anybody that'll say anything. And, it says, and, and they say, oh, it's a shame it, that we're going back to the 1950s. And this is the media portraying, now you tell me what they did right and what they did wrong so that I can understand Am I seeing law enforcement acting over-aggressively, or is that just the media's presentation? No, let me tell you what you're seeing. You're seeing a scripted role. 
these uh, I'm willing to, I've been in it for too long, Jim, is they are, violent, are desperately trying to get Black Lives Matter, defund the police, to regain some traction. You know, it lost them for a while there. Mm-hmm. People begin to say, this is stupid. We're not going to do this. So you now see the media is looking for opportunities to create inflammation and to inflame people. And what they have done in this particular incident is, yes, you know, it was overly aggressive to pull for a mud flap. There's, that's ridiculous, quite frankly. But once it was pulled and they brought out the dog, then they turn that dog loose instead of making that dog just sniff for drugs. And they really was no need to even need. There's no probable cause for that. Unless the fact that he was particularly drugged himself or the dogs immediately begin to bark, there is no need for any of this to occur. But now the media has hyped it up. As you said, they've cut in and edited the video to make it look to their narrative. Here goes law enforcement again. We're back in the 50s and the 60s. We're, uh, you know, segregation and we're racist going after uh, blacks in this in this country, which is actually totally false, Jim, because we have a large population of uh, first responders and law enforcement officers who are black. Uh, it's we it wasn't speeding or anything that you know that uh, but I no. get that which exactly what you're saying now. Why did the person? Do you understand why the person would have let go of the dog? I mean, everybody uh, had their guns led, drawn on yes. the guy, so that was kind of a foolish. I mean, or, or that, that's the key. Yeah, just what you're saying, Jim. Here's what happens in these situations: somebody begins to overreact. Other people begin to immediately sense because you you have to understand. I'm, I'm defending both sides. I'm defending the black pillar and the yeah. law enforcement. Yeah, same here. In a, in a scenario, in a scene, if you move too slow or you're not aware of your surroundings, you're dead. So suddenly you're aware of your surroundings. Everybody else is drawing. What's going on? Why are they drawing? Something must be wrong. Yeah. Your immediate reaction is turn the dog loose. And uh, that was whoever started that incident of drawing the weapon should be disciplined. Absolutely. He lost his training. Yeah. I'm glad that they didn't start firing on the guy. That's all we needed. Fortunately, yeah, that's all we need. Fortunately, they know that that's carrying to one step. That's a step you carry that you can't retract. You know, a lot of times you're taught in law enforcement, you pull your weapon because you, a seconds count. Don't fire your weapon, but you pull your weapon as you feel a threat. Now, the other question here is this this is the stuff we don't know about, but is there any possibility the guy might have been tipped off by another agency of law enforcement saying, hey, you might want to keep an eye. This, we think this guy might be transporting some illegal uh, substances of some kind. I mean, there's always the other side of the story that we're not privy to. But it seemed odd. Again, it was like they were looking for a reason to pull him over, so they they picked the mud yeah. flap, right? You know. Anyway, there, there's no question. They you know. do drug operations all the time up and down that corridor. Sure. What is it? I seventy five or something? It must yeah, have been one of those major I-95. northwest. You know. That's correct. And what they do <laughs> is they do aerial surveillance, ah. and they'll say, "Hey, there's a drug. There's a there's a truck." And they, they get computer. You can't see real well. Yeah, and they look down and say that looks like that truck is weaving or moving around, or it looks like he's being suspicious. Call it in, yeah, automatically, mm. boom, and then you see how it escalates from there. Yeah, what do you think of this? Uh, uh, you know, because I have wonderful time with you, and your people are talking to you. And what's the sense in law enforcement today? Are they getting pressure to crack down on dissidents 
And how are they reacting to that? If the answer is yes to the first question. Yes, they are getting pressure. It depends on the agency. You don't see that as much in the South. You see that much more in the North than in the uh, West. And because of the fact that it's coming from the top leadership, the top leadership being the feds. You remember the feds control a lot of funding that goes through these agencies. And they're not just giving the money without asking for something in return. And so they're asking for reports. They're asking to see, you know, what are you doing about these situations? And that transposes into the police chief telling his guys, take a closer look at this. So you're seeing it. But what you're seeing is an awful lot of officers, because I'm all around the country, are saying, no, uh, they didn't do anything wrong. Or they will not voice their opinion. They'll just say, okay, we'll check into it. Then they'll go out there and drive by, won't even stop. Yep, we check into it, everything's fine. So you're seeing them begin to react that they do not want to violate America's uh, mm-hmm. constitutional rights. rights and yes constitutional rights. And I'm very pleased with that. Yeah, me too. But what I'm concerned about is you do have chiefs out there who are also concerned about, well, I'm not concerned about the rights. I'm concerned about the money I get. They sure we do what the feds are going to do. Those chiefs need to be replaced. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. Uh, uh, InvestUSA.org is the website. Michael Letts is the CEO and he is my guest. He's a 35, 36 year uh, law enforcement experience. He's, He's in special forces. He's Crack the big cases. He's uh, he is the go-to guy in South Carolina because of his wealth of experience. Should Americans? Final question for you: Should Americans be worried about showing their dissidents or showing their their uh, concerns about the federal government, or should they be worried that the FBI might be watching them? Well, let's let's answer both of those questions. First of all, the FBI is already watching. I can tell you from my experience with the feds, the FBI didn't just watch it, you and me, Jim. They know everything about everybody. Uh, and you'd be shocked as to what they had, what their knowledge is and what their surveillance programs are. So they already know about you. That's right. Second point is, if we do not take a position now of showing our disagreement with clear violation of constitutional rights, yeah, we will lose those freedoms. And I tell people, look, I would much rather, the same thing would happen with Hitler. If they had stood up early, there would have never been a Nazi Germany. It costs something to be free. It always has. And if you're not willing to pay the price, then why should you have the benefit? Michael Letts, investusa.org. Check it out. Thank you again. Appreciate it. Look forward to our next conversation here on Speaking Out America. 